0: seems to be amazed at the creativity of uh, people bringing together just a great Christmas service and um, it really is good to be here tonight just to celebrate uh, the greatest message of all that God invaded the world in the love of Jesus. Uh, There's a verse that's going to go up on the screen that's from the good news book of John and uh, it says some interesting words that I just want us to think about for a moment or two uh, tonight. It says the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The second part of that verse I want to think about for a moment. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Here's a couple of questions that if you're a Christian believer, you're going to be confronted with on a regular basis. The first one is, what's God like? And the second one is, if you show me God, I'll believe. And as I was thinking about that, I realised, friends, that sometimes we feel very unqualified to give the answer. I mean, what is God like? There have been people out there, friends, for hundreds of years that have tried to come up with answers. People today that live in uh, places of scholarship and study to try and wrestle with the question, what is God like? They come up with words like omnipotence, omniscience, transcendence. Don't worry, we're not going to worry about those tonight. But they try to use words to describe the bigness of God. And then it may be that in your everyday life, you feel unable at times to conjure up a miracle that's going to convince your sceptical friend who says to me, if you'll show me God, I'll believe. And as I was thinking about that, I realised, friends, that actually the answer's already found. Because this is what the Christmas story is really, really all about. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The wonderful nativity scenes that we've heard tonight, the songs that we've sung, the contributions from the community choir, the dance, everything that's brought the colour of the Christmas story answers the question, what is God like? God is, friends, full of grace and truth. And it answers the question, if you'll show me God, I'll believe Because the Bible says that if we have seen Jesus, we have seen the Father. If you want to know what God's like, then you just need to read the accounts of Jesus. And they're found particularly in books called Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. You may be asking the questions tonight, but the reality is the answers have already been given. And my encouragement over these few moments is that simply you would go on a journey of finding the questions... Or rather the answers to the questions that you've been asking. Maybe for a long, long time. God came to the world. And of course he blew people's minds away and threw everybody by the way that he came. Even in that time of Israel, 2,000 years ago, people were looking for a political overthrow. They were looking for a mighty king. But as you've seen in the the nativity tonight, the baby arrives. Simply as a baby. He arrived in loneliness, in humility and obscurity. I bought this shoebox tonight because as Christian reminded us, the appeal for Albania has been particularly inspired by Linda and Julie encouraging us to give. And they're going to put gifts into a shoebox and present those to Lou and Neil so that lots of kids that are far less blessed and fortunate that we are will be able to enjoy uh, so many things going into the new year. I brought a shoebox that's not wrapped up like many of the wonderful presents under the tree. Because this really epitomizes how the gift of God came to the earth. It was so, so ordinary. It was so under the radar that people couldn't cope with it. A baby, what's all that about? But the truth of the matter is that in God's wisdom and purpose, he decided that he would come in loneliness in humility, he would identify with the very start of humanity and confine himself to the baby. By the way, it was a real baby yeah. on the video. How about that? And this little baby grew in favor with God. <clears throat> he lived a sinless life. He died a death on a cross that you and I deserved. And in three days later, he blessed the whole of the earth with an overcoming resurrection. Here's the thing that separates Christianity from any other faith in the world. Our leader is alive. He's alive and he's here by his spirit to come and help us live in this world in which we live all these years later. You say, Phil, that's still got an application today. Absolutely. The great questions that we have to face, friends, are where do we stand before God? How do we do life? What fills that aching void within me? It can only be found by a surrender to the baby that became the saviour and gave his life for us you know when we mention the bible sometimes people say oh it seems a book that i've never read for a long time it's up there on a shelf in my house but i've never touched it but many people have described the bible as a love letter and i suggest that's a really wonderful description of how god wants to communicate with us through the written words. And as i was thinking of his ordinary gift not wrapped up lowly i realized that there were things that poured out of the gifts that are invaluable that are priceless, that are enduring and that change us forever let me just tell you about one or two of them for instance God sends a letter that says we can receive forgiveness forgiveness in other words you may be here tonight saying you know I've done all sorts of things wrong in my life I don't know what God thinks about them here's what God thinks about them he's prepared to look upon them as though you've never done them that's forgiveness and to give us a fresh start one great world leader says that unforgiveness is too great a burden to bear and here's the truth If you can come to a place in your life of receiving forgiveness, maybe you can live in a place of releasing forgiveness as well. To people that maybe have hurt you and wronged you and done things against you, because that's the heart of a follower of the Lord. He sent a love letter that tells us about salvation. What is that word? Well, it simply means that God has come to rescue us. And The Bible says in Acts 4 and verse 12 that salvation is found in no other. It's not found in the lottery win. It's not found in you coming up with good fortune. It's not found simply in promotion at work. Salvation, a rescue of our needs, is only found in a person. The babe that became a man. His name is Jesus. Another gift that pours out of this love letter from the Lord, this ordinary gift, is the gift of faith. You say, Phil, tonight I'd like to believe, but I can't. Here's the truth. The gift to believe is from God also. Because it says that by grace all you say through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it's a gift from God. What is faith? It's a committed conviction based upon the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It may be tentative. It may be fragile. It may be just stepping in, but it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. As we feed that faith, that ability to come and believe in God is a gift from him in the first place. He sends us a love letter called Peace, a great Christmas theme. If we open our hearts to the Lord, God says that we can have a peace that passes all understanding. I was very moved this week to realise that Reverend Clive Calver, that used to be the leader of the evangelical churches in the UK, actually lives in Newtown, Connecticut. And he pastors a church of 2,000 people just three miles from the terrible massacre that took place a week last Friday. And here's the story, friends, of a week last Friday when Pastor Cal was going to the church office on a mundane, ordinary Friday morning and receives a telephone call from one of the church elders in the church that says, Clive, please help me, because I understand that something's broken of trouble in the school, and my daughter's there. And they race down to the school. And thankfully, that little girl was saved. But was, we've seen on our TV news 20 little cherubs yeah. were taken into eternity. People have said to me, Where was God in all that, friends? I tell you, God was weeping right in the middle yeah. of that awful atrocity and clive calver and his wife ruth have spoken about the endless hours they spent since ministering peace to people who are experiencing unfathomable inexplainable pain through losing their little ones at this special time of the year here's what one preacher said friends if we'll give god all the pieces he'll come to a place of giving us unbroken peace it may be that your life's been smashed over circumstances and situations and broken relationships and failed promises. It may be that actually, as Christian prayed at the beginning, you come to this service tonight with a sense of turmoil and upheaval. But the Prince of Peace, the baby, is able to come to your heart. If you'll give him all the broken pieces, he comes to a place where he'll give you unbroken peace. I could go on and on, but of course you don't want me to. But you see, the reality is that Forgiveness and salvation and peace and faith are all wrapped up in the most amazing gift of all. The love letter is embodied with God-loving us. Not sentimentally or even romantically, but a love that the Bible speaks about that rests in the will. In other words, that God looked at something, friends, and saw a great need and did something about it. He pressed through to bring us to a place where we could respond to his love. People say, what's God like? God God is love, God is love, God is love, God is love. There's nothing you can do to make God love you more. and There's nothing you can do to make God love you less. As I'm preparing this little message, I came across this piece of paper. It's a little bit doggy. eared I don't know where it came from. It's Sharon's writing. I'm not sure. I've never read it before in a public service, but it's a little poem entitled, He Loves You. I'd like to read it. It's amazing and incredible, but it's as true as it can be. God loves and understands us all, and that means you and me. His grace is all sufficient for both the young and old, for the lonely and the timid, for the brash and for the bold. His love knows no exceptions, so never feel excluded. No matter who or what you are, your name has been included. And no matter what your past has been, trust God to understand. And no matter what your problem is, just place it in his hands. For in all of our unloveliness, this great God loves us still. He loved us since the world began. And what's more, he always will. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. Friends, what's God like? God's a loving God that brings forgiveness to our hearts. A rescue plan that nobody else could implement. Peace that passes all understanding. And the gift of faith to believe on those convictions so that we can follow him all our days. And show me, God, if I believe. 2,000 years ago, God answered the, the question. He knew that thousands and millions of men and women and boys and girls would say, if you'll just show me, I'll believe. And he invaded the world in absolute ordinariness, lived on this earth, gave his life for you and me, rose triumphant over all so that 2,000 years later in Arena Church, Ilkeston, we could celebrate the greatest miracle of all, that God can become our personal lord our personal savior our personal friend give us a hope and a future and we can know him in a real and close way you see friends the challenge that we have to face tonight is that the questions that we continually ask have already been answered they've been answered in jesus this is the message of christmas let's pray